You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. Welcome back to Screening in Kingston 2024 edition. We took last week off and uh, now we're in a new year. So here we are, Taylor. Yep, both sick or recently sick. Great. And um, you had a rat. So clearly great, great start to 2024. I've never been been more tired coming into after a break. (laughs) than I am this year. Like you're still sick. I was sick. I'm exhausted. Like I'm just physically and emotionally exhausted. And here we are like, you know, I did travel. Yeah. I, I, as you said, I had a rat that got into my house and because my cat isn't a real cat, she kind of had a panic attack and was utterly like in scared and inconsolable. So I had to bring her with me. Um, because I couldn't leave her alone with the rat. This happened like just before I was going to travel to my parents sort of over the holidays. Um, so I packed up Marcy, threw her in a crate and we left so the landlord could come deal with the rat. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, she got to stay at my parents' place for several days, which was interesting. Um, and yeah, then now we're, we're, we're back home now, but boy, I mean, cats hate traveling to begin with. And mine, as I mentioned, is a special breed. Definitely, uh, definitely a homebody. Um, did you take the train? No. So what had happened was, is I had arranged to be picked up because of all of this situation. Okay. So I, I wondered <laughs> how she would have been. So she was in a car. She was in a car, which I think is better because there's less people around, less other things. She's afraid of her own shadow. So other people is usually not been too much. not good. Yeah, um, I was surprised at how quickly she did at least kind of relax at my parents' place. Like she was able to sleep and sort of chill out. Um, and then a few short days later, I had to tear her away from that place, Aww. throw her back in the crate, and come back. And she, yeah, she was very not into it. But she's, uh, you know, I'm back. The rat is gone. I guess. Just kind of disappeared. How did you know it was a rat and not a mouse? <clears throat> well, ta- well, Taylor, uh, yeah, I got a good <laughs> look at it. Uh, so the first evening, this is this is a good, I can recap everything. Evening one, I so I woke up early on, like, I think it was like a Wednesday or something morning, and my cat was acting super weird. Like, really, really weird. I'm like, okay, this is like, she's low to the ground and sort of like slinking around the place. And I'm like, that's odd. That's weird. So I went downstairs to investigate. I found some droppings mm-hmm. out on like counters. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, and like, I don't know. It could be a mouse at this point. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm no zoologist. I have no idea what the, the difference is in, in dropping size and color or whatever. So anyway, contact landlord. We set a couple mouse traps, what have you. Very next night, I hear this massive bang. Like a just like something bang. My cat starts growling, which is like re- like just like cats do, just don't growl. I'm like, okay, what's going? On? So I I kind of run downstairs and I turn on all the lights, and there it is, 
this massive creature running across uh. my kitchen counter and then disappeared behind the fridge. Uh, and yeah, that was about a day before supposed to leave. So set more traps, this time rat traps. A couple, you know, day or two goes by, couldn't get it, had to leave for the holidays. The holidays happened, came back. Landlord's like going in every day to check. We don't get it in any of the traps. We set poison. It may have gotten the poison, may not. And then there's literally been no sighting since. Hmm. So, well, I hope. Where is it? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> it's gone to the great rat kingdom in the sky, hopefully. Oh, that's Fingers the whole. Crossed. Or um, moved, moved next door. Uh, whatever happened, how, he's hopefully not in your house anymore. And like how it got in and out, still don't 100% know. Um, I'm like in a two floor place. So it's, it's in the kitchen basement, you know, not basement, but second floor area. So it never seemed to get much beyond that. Traps have been set. I've still got traps out in all the cupboards where it was kind of nesting or doing, I don't know what it was, but nothing, still nothing. We were, you know, traps are still set, but, uh, maybe he just goes like, I've been found out and just let himself. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they say, they say that all rodents are supposed to, when they like smell or hear a cat, they're supposed to not want to stay in that area. Like they try to find a way out and leave. That's yeah, but that rat this. sized up your cat and was like, "Oh, that rat probably beat up the cat." Like the the rat was like, "This is not going to do me any harm." Like she's afraid of her own shadow. It was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I don't even know. Like that's the whole purpose of why I have her is to rescue me from rats and bats. I and thought the purpose was to stuff. see if you could love a living thing. No, that's. Uh, what? <laughs> was that just <laughs> totally project? I have never. <laughs> I, <laughs> Wow, no, that uh, maybe did you project? Because that's not maybe. No, Mike. The perfect, I got <laughs> no. This you cat. don't know, Mike. Mike, I got the story wrong. You first got a fish to see if you could take care of a pet, Correct. and when that yes. worked out, yeah. you got a cat. Okay, I got, I got, a, I got a pair of goldfish that lived for a couple of years, which is uh, unique for goldfish. They don't actually have a, a long lifespan just because of size of tank whenever and i had them for a couple of years and then yes i got the cat but i was building up to a cat one i grew up with cats but two after the bat incident of right year that was in kingston i was like this is it like i don't want to deal with bats and rodents and all these issues so i'm going to get a cat because you know worst case scenario chase it away you know but you know hunt it down and chase it away and do whatever except i got the cat that is just like i'm i'm afraid of it useless Completely um, useless. Has no practical purposes whatsoever, and it's very annoying. <laughs> I have one last question, uh, and then we can put this rat story to rest and actually talk about movies. Um, n- now that the rat is done and dusted, or, or so we think, w- what was worse, the rat or the bat? Oh, the bat. Yeah. Still. Like, the, the thing about the rat is, the rat would only come out like post midnight and stay in the kitchen Dude's and the, the loud noises we heard, like it would come out from the cupboard, the cupboard would close it right. scare itself. It would run up onto the counter. It got on my fridge at one point and knock stuff over. And then like, if me or the cat go to investigate, it would run away and hide. Right. The bat flying around my head at 3am will always be the worst thing. <laughs> like it's just, absolutely absolutely ridiculous like a terrible situation and the way that was handled i'm not going to name names but certain landlord groups in certain cities i used to live in 
did not handle the bat situation very well. At least the landlord here was like immediately on it. Well, saw it would be an issue. And again, not naming names, I had I had a great landlord in in Kingston, but Kingston's not necessarily known <laughs> for being a great tenant city. So no, I'm not not, not to name any names, but yes, I've had some not great landlord experiences. Now, with it, that being said, I've also lived in some lovely places and had some good experiences. So you know, you never know. It's it's not necessarily. Um, an epidemic of an issue. But again, when it comes to rodent safety, that type of thing, you got to act fast. And I will say the landlord I have now was very quick. Okay, we'll come in next day. We'll set traps. We'll do this. We'll do that. Oh, it's big. We, it's not a mouse. It's a rat. Let's set bigger traps. Like, let's figure this out. Um, So maybe, yeah, maybe it uh, ate some poison left and died somewhere. I don't know. Um, All I know is, is it could have had the run of my place over Christmas. There was at least a three day period where the landlord, because they weren't in operation, wasn't coming into the apartment and I wasn't there. And upon my return, we found nothing anywhere. Like there was nothing was disturbed. And there no, were no extra droppings, droppings anywhere. Yeah. No, no, like nowhere. So hmm. it, it clearly, it's, I think it probably left relatively early, like within the couple of days, within the poison being set, et cetera, it probably like ate and left and, or left and did whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it could have done a lot of damage while I was gone and nothing happened. So that's good news. Good news in, in terms of that. But yeah, I would I would definitely describe the holidays as not super restful. I mean, I was sick to begin with. Then that happened. You got sick. You're still sick yep. now. I'm sure people yep. will comment on it. Actually, people yep. can't comment on it, Taylor. Because I got to say, I don't have access to our website or email right now. We've been locked out of both? Well, locked out is a strong, a strong word. I've somehow misplaced the passwords, I guess. And gotten them all that uh, mixed incorrect. up. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I, I I find that because uh, I know I find you it were, hard to believe, but you were having issues with our Gmail. Yes, and now and now, and now you it all. and now and now we have no website. Now, yes. So, I mean, the website's up, but I wanted to make some edits to it because um, we're we're doing a, a movie book club. We just announced it on social media. We're going to put it up on the website. We'll talk about it a bit today. Um, but yeah, I um, can't get access to check our website for messages and check our email. So fan questions right now are not a thing. But let me let me just tell everyone, I'm on it. And by next time you hear us talk, next episode, it'll be fixed. Okay. I can guarantee it. All right. <laughs> that pause. Well, I'm concerned that I won't be able to. Do that. <laughs> but but we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot. Good acting, Mike. Good acting. <laughs> well, thank you. I did go to school for it. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot to go over today because, as I mentioned, we're 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 kind of kicking. I guess we're sort of kicking off the new year by looking back. We're doing what you shouldn't do. Where we're is like, that, let's, let's. Why is that a rule? I yeah, thought lots of people do retrospectives. Oh, of course, at the end of the year, not once January first rule. Eh, well, you know, we should be looking forward, not looking back. So what we're doing today is we're going to talk about all the movies we reviewed this year. We're going to go through our see it's, our stream it's, our airplane sit, and our skip it's, and we're going to talk about them. Now, Taylor, you were telling me beforehand you didn't necessarily rank everything, which I didn't necessarily do either. I did for some. But you have things to say 
about. I have like general. I have general thoughts. I thought I would give our statistics. So we'll talk about that. How many? How many in each category? Um, yeah. There were a lot more seats for me than I expected, and a lot less skippets. Okay, um, Mike. That's that was the main thing I wanted to say. I guess we can just like dive right in, eh? Like, is well, <laughs> the, I mean, about... we we got other things to talk about. Oh, There's okay, more preamble, okay. but we. I mean, no, you go, can finish do your you preamble. No, go ahead. I'll <laughs> oh, you don't. My... Oh, you're saving it. Okay. I'll save my comments. <laughs> All right, saving save your comment. Put a pin in that. Talk yeah. about it in a few minutes. Because what I wanted to say was before we get started, the book and movie club is back. So Woo-hoo. we've got uh, we've got another book movie club. Uh, Katie will be coming on the show now. I didn't release a date mainly because I don't know if we necessarily selected an exact date. We just said somewhere near the end of the month we've come together to talk about this. Taylor, I don't know if we have a date at this point or if it's still I assumed, like, a few but weeks. I, I assumed, but I, you know, you never, you should never assume. I assumed it would be our January 30th episode, but I have not confirmed that date with you or Katie. So how about I, um, cause we'll have to see if Katie can record yeah. our fans love this when we just plan things on the fly on air. Um, <laughs> as I look at my calendar, um, I have to see if Katie can record like prior to that, but I told her for the last, our episode of the last of the month. So yeah. that would, that would be January 30th. No. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think tentatively for now we can tell everyone, you know, try to have your questions and comments in by the 24th. January, but we'll set a for sure date and announce it next week. Like we'll clear up and put Just it out on social media. Um, but what we did announce on social was what it was. We're going to be doing our uh, book and movie club on Scott Pilgrim. So Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the 2010 movie. We'll watch that. We'll compare it to the graphic novel. And now there's a new Netflix series. So we're going to watch, I believe the pilot of that Netflix mm-hmm. series and do kind of a three comparison graphic novel, pilot series, and back to the movie in, in 2010, what we thought. We've never done a graphic novel before, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and Katie said that this movie is near and dear to her heart, so she's very excited to do this book club. So there you go, near and dear. So that's why by the time, hopefully by the time you listen to this episode, the website's at least updated, and you can start to join our book and movie club. It'll work the same as it did last time. You don't have to pre-register. But if you want to send in questions, you just fill out the form and make sure that's done by January 24th. So it gives you about two and a half weeks, three weeks to, to kind of go through it. A lot of you have probably seen the movie before, so I'm not too concerned about that. But find the graphic novel, watch the TV show. Or hey, if you only have time to watch one or two and just want to send in thoughts and questions, go right ahead. That's fine, too. Sometimes we have people just watch the movie and ask questions about how it compares to the source material. That's fine as well. Um, that'll be updated up on the website. You can check out our social media for more details. But there you go. It's Scott Pilgrim. We've got our next book and movie club scheduled in. Should be a lot of fun. Tentatively and probably January 30th. So have yeah. everything in by the 24th. Cool. Pretty good. Um, so that was what I wanted to say, Taylor. So now you can dive right into it. What were you going to say? You want to dive in to 2023 movies, everything you saw, everything you thought, everything you felt. Okay. Number one. I think this this year I had my most see it's and <laughs> I'm looking at this list and I'm like, wow, like Brainbleed Taylor was like very pro movie with the amount of see it's I have. <laughs> but then you said 
you had a lot of seats too. So I, I guess I maybe I can't. way more than I thought. So you had 13 seats this year. That seems like a, a lot. Yes. And I had 14. Wow. Um, yes. And that's more than I thought because I actually, looking back, especially the latter half of the year, I remember not having a great movie going experience. Yeah. Um, you hated, you hated thought, it. You wanted a palate cleanser. I had the double amount of skippets as you did, though. Like you had four skippets, I had eight. But but eight skippets versus fourteen seats, like that's still. But I think you also saw you probably saw more movies than I did. I did, yeah. I saw forty seven, or I saw and reviewed forty seven movies. I mean, I've I've seen other things, but in terms of reviewing it for the show, I've reviewed forty seven movies this year. So my stats were fourteen seats, eighteen streamets, seven airplane, and eight skippets. So. Still overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Which is surprising. Like I, I was expecting those numbers to be a lot higher. And for you, you had 13 seats, eight streamets, three airplanes, four skippets. So overwhelmingly positive for you as well. Like your streamets and seats by far were the most. And I don't have this, obviously I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, I truly feel the trend in the last several years was higher negativity. Do you not agree? Yes. Or maybe this I happens agree, every yeah. year where we're just like, wow, more seats than we thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I maybe. I mean, I I don't remember. We we talked about this, I think, on our that massive episode we did where it was our 200th episode in four years celebrate random celebration thing we did. Um, I think we, we talked about how many seats we had, and I thought that the number was just under half. So we were, in terms of the other categories, at least, it was combined. We were seeing more films that were like either bad or meh or middle of the road or stream it's where we're like somewhat happy about it. But I would say like this year, especially like for you, your seats like were more than your stream it's, which I was not expecting. And I had a lot of stream it's, but like I still had a lot of seats and my positive reviews far outweighed my negative ones, which really surprised me. I think um, part of it for me was just because of my circumstances, I was like really in a special way (laughs) tied to like convenience movies. And so I like had such low expectations for what I was going to watch this year that I often was just pleasantly surprised. And I could also like really pick and choose on the streaming platform what I was going to watch and like, oh, is this movie, you know, under two hours? So like, I feel like in a way I kind of gamed the system this year. Whereas in the past, you know, our fans always write in like, do you always go see movies you like? And typically we're like, no, like we'll go to see what's in theaters or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like did not have that at all this year because of my circumstances. So I wonder yeah. if that played into it. Like you were I'm, able to pick and choose more things you think you would like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I think like perception is is also kind of an interesting thing because as I was looking through my movies and going through my seats, there were several movies that I I I kind of forgot about. I'm like, oh yeah, that <laughs> was good. And yeah. and forgot that I that I enjoyed it. Cause I think just even some of my streamets, I think either I had like higher expectations for or I wanted something different. And then I read through my airplanes and skip it. And I'm like, well, these are a lot in a row. Like there were a lot of chunks where I was seeing three or four movies in a row and it was negative. So maybe that kind of made my perception one way. But 
yeah, I would not, if I were to guess how many seats this year, 13 and 14 for each of us, I wouldn't have guessed. I would have said like, uh, eight, <laughs> like that would be a slow about, year. Yeah. There's like eight good movies a year, but yeah, I, 14, 13, like that's, yeah, I think that's pretty, that's pretty good and more to come. Like one of the things I like to remind people of about this show is a lot of reviews you're going to hear for the next couple of weeks still count towards 2013 or sorry, 2023, because, yeah, we go way back, we go back a decade, um, because movies were better in, in Canada, we still get a lot of movies that were released in December, November. Now, like a lot of the Oscar and awards movies, we're only starting to get now. So we're kind of a little behind that way. Last year, Taylor, the first review of 2023 of like the new movie was in March. So we'll see uh, if we do a new one prior to that. I'm I'm planning on seeing Mean Girls uh, in a couple of weeks. Okay. So I'm definitely going to be reviewing that. Like I know we've already got set up what we're reviewing next week because we both saw movies over the holidays. But for our uh, January 23rd episode, we're gonna I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be doing uh, the the watching Mean Girls. Like that's I will have watched it by then. So fun. That's that's definitely. I think we'll get a new movie right off the bat because boy, I've got a lot of questions about that one. I I do too. So I'm looking forward to hearing your review, and I can't wait to hear next week's review. Are we going to tease what you're reviewing next week? Yeah, let's tease it. Let's do it. Uh, I can't wait to hear about Wonka. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw Wonka. I went over the holidays to check out Wonka. Uh, Boy, were there a lot of preteens in that movie theater. Um, Lots of preteens. I guess that makes sense demographically. The thing, okay, here's the question I have. And this is, this is like the ultimate, I think, I think you and I will agree that Timothy Chalamet has been one of the more talked about people on this podcast. Like, would you agree that in terms of the the actors and what what have you, we've been on sort of a Timothy Chalamet discussion for the past little bit? Yes. Like it's been, so the question I have is, so when you're a teenager, now I don't know, I was never a teenage girl, so I don't know. But when you're a teenager, if you like know of a certain actor, it's probably because they were in something that you went to or saw or loved like a TV show or a movie that was kind of more pointed at you. So I I'm pretty sure they were all there for Timothy Chalamet, but I don't think he's been in anything that a child or a preteen would have seen. That was my argument when I said, why did they cast him? Because he's not typically in this genre. Yeah, exactly. He does more intense dramas quote unquote like even art house like call me by your name yeah he's and i don't think hopefully a preteen has not seen call you by yeah he's not as far as i know he's not in tons of like he's not in uh, teen movies teen movies and romantic comedies and romance like he's he does he does call me by your name and that movie with steve carell where he he's like addicted to drugs beautiful boy Um, i think yeah yeah and and dune was like the first time he was in a movie where it's like, wow, like that's a bit of a, I mean, I know it's, we talked about Dune a lot and said, well, that is prestige, but like even little women in Dune were like kind of. I'll put it this way bit. though, Mike, as being, having been a, a preteen and a teen girl, um, you know, it's Christmas break. 
your parents are like, yeah, I'll drive you to the movie theaters, whatever. And you only have a handful of movies to pick and you default to Wonka. That's probably what happened. So it just was more of a, this is what we have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with Timothy Chalamet. I think it was, it's like more or less in their age bracket, preteen, early teen. Um, I don't know what else was playing, but I'm pretty sure there wasn't a lot playing over the Christmas break that would have appealed to that demographic. So I think it was the default movie. One of the things I found really interesting about going to VIP is they have a server that comes right up to you. Like that's one of the ideas, right? Like the server comes to you. And for whatever reason, I get like the chattiest ones all the time. Um, And they seem to always, because I'm seeing all sorts of movies, but like, for example, when I went to see the Hunger Games movie, they seem to like be questioning me on my knowledge of it. Like, almost like, why are you like, here? Oh, he must be a big fan if he's here yeah, by himself. Oh, yeah, like, you must be, exactly, you must be, like, a, a fan of this Mega genre. fan. And, and I remember, I remember, like, the looks that I got when I went to see uh, the, that that dog movie, uh, Clifford. Clifford. Um, and I'm just, so I, recently I've been, I've been standing up at the end of the movies and taking a quick look around, like, kind of scanning your room, be like, who's here? Like, who, who's the demographic? <laughs> and this movie, I definitely looked around, and like, that's a lot of preteens. Like, it, it's reminding me a lot of Barbie's crowd, right. to be honest with you. Like, very similar, like, I would say target demographic. Not every woman see Barbie. But in terms of, I would say, their target demographic, that's who they were kind of, I think. My theory, and, I stick with my theory. It was the holidays. Girlfriends wanted to go see a movie together. You look up the movie times. That's that's what you're seeing. Yeah, and Wonka's playing you. every half hour, yeah. so it's convenient. Yeah, it's it's not super long. It's a musical um yeah that's that's fair yeah so i'll be i'll be reviewing wonka next week and that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun in terms of what we're looking forward to this year definitely wonka is on the (laughs) table of my review i i'm really looking forward to to checking out what what mean girls is every trailer they put out just gets more and more like (laughs) unclear as to what's going on (laughs) i hate to say this and i'm probably gonna get in trouble for it it looks Bargain basement. It doesn't oh, it, look. It looks like a direct to TV movie. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, and I'm I like in the way it's shot in in you know the casting the cast not being a list people for some reason again like John Hamm is in it which is really strange I to think me. Think he's friends with <laughs> Tina Fey. Is he okay? Because he's I just think. like he's in a lot of the marketing, and I'm like yeah, because no one knows anybody else. Like, that's the thing. Like, everyone is relatively unknown. I get you're trying to cast, like, age appropriate and what have you. But but it's a musical. It's the musical version. It's not like a remake of the movie. It's it's going to be whatever the musical script is, which is always different than than the original movie. But it's so clear they, they're just really hiding the fact that it's a musical. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Um, I'll be looking forward to your review of that. I have I've pulled up a list because I, I never know what's what's coming out in 2024. I'm just looking briefly. We have the Joker. Did you see over the holidays? Um, the director released two more stills from um, the movie. He he's really into teasing us. So there's one picture. It looks like maybe they're in a courtroom and Lady Gaga is looking at Joaquin Phoenix. And then there's another shot of probably Harley looking through Harleen or whatever her name is before she becomes 
Harley, um, looking through like, how would you describe that? Like the slot of the jail door. Does that yeah, it would, be, it would be like, it would be if you're, yeah, if you're. Where the meal goes. Where the meal would go, like the, the mail or meal slot that they would, they would give them. sitting on the, the bench. So those are the two, or, yeah, yeah. two things. So I, I you want to, you don't want to see this. I'm, I think this movie is so weird that I, I want to see it out of curiosity, but you're going to hate watch that. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think even though I go into every movie wanting it to be good, I'm pretty sure I hate watch the first Joker. Fair. I went in really wanting to see. I really wanted to want to like the first Joker, and that was pretty devastating for me when it um, was so bad. Um, Beetlejuice two feelings on that. I have mixed feelings. I like the cast. That they're, that they're assembling. I like that Michael Keaton's coming back. I, I don't have a problem with... S- some of these decades later remakes go really well and some of them go really poorly. So I just don't know. Like To me, it's like a flip of the coin as to where it's going to land. But I do like the cast, which which is, you know, step one for me. Like, I, I like a lot of the people that they're going with. Um, I just... It's a... Li- to me, Beetlejuice is one of those movies that it's really too little too late for that one. It's not as though it had... You know, I it had its one movie. I think it had a cartoon that I watched. It did. Um, I, I remember yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. So there was like a cartoon. But I, to me, I feel like we've really moved on from Beetlejuice. So I don't know what kind of crowd there's going to be for this one. Like, I, I think, really don't know if this is going to be successful. Not only have we moved on from Beetlejuice, I've moved on from Tim Burton. Like, I'm not interested really in the movies he's making anymore. So When's his last hit? Like, when's the last movie he's made well, that's been really good? Like, it's been a while. He did have a big hit with that Wednesday Adams. Didn't he direct... Oh, he directed Wednesday? one episode. He oh, directed only one. one episode. Oh, I think okay. he directed the pilot, and he was a producer on it. So I guess so. Okay, yes, and and it was very good. The pilot was very good. That series was very good. Um, so yes, I suppose. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, like when was the last time? So, anyways, like I'm not excited for Beetlejuice two. I'm kind of like, especially because it's just such a big movie from my childhood. It's like just leave it alone. Um, I'm very excited for Nos- Nosferatu. Yeah. By I've the heard a guy lot more about that. The witch. The yeah. Um. What else do we have have here? I saw something that I was like, "Oh, really?" Uh, we got the weird Garfield movie coming out uh, <laughs> that we talked about briefly a couple of weeks ago. Um. There's another Quiet Place movie coming out. Yeah, Quiet Place Year One. I didn't know this. So, John Krasinski, who directed the first two and wrote the second. He's not in, well, he, he wrote the story, the original concept, and I believe he's a producer, but he's not directing it and other writers came on. So they've kind of moved on from him, which is an interesting thing, or he didn't want to do it or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's di- like day one. So it's going to go back. And I like that. I, I'm on board. Kind for of like the 23 seeing, days later, 23 yes, months later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of seeing, okay, we've seen kind of the progression of what happens now let's go back and see the world deal with it on on the first day. If it's a trilogy, and you know you, we had our first two movies, and now this one kind of just wraps things up, it gives us a, a sense of what happened uh, at the beginning. I'd be very happy with that. The first two Quiet Place movies were were very good. I enjoyed them both, so I'm I'm excited to at least see where they're going to go with this. They're also um, the long-awaited Roadhouse 2024 movie is coming out with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I'm a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I don't think we need another Roadhouse movie. So 
I we'll have literally no emotions uh, about this. It's not a franchise that I, or it's not a movie that I'm invested in. I saw Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze, um, but it's not like, it's not like Dirty Dancing for me. You know what I mean? Like if someone was to remake Dirty Dancing now. Um, but would yeah, you be it, down for that? Like if someone no, wanted to remake I Dirty would, Dancing, would you go on board? No, that's the thing. Like it's not, it's like how I feel about Beetlejuice. I'm typically, when I'm really invested in um, a franchise or in a movie, I'm in the camp, don't reboot. Right. Like, I'm never excited when one of my favorite IPs is being rebooted. I'm like, nope, don't do it. I don't need it. So, like, I don't need another Roadhouse. The only difference is, like, vampire stuff. So, for, for instance, like, Knots for All 2 has been made so many times. I'm like, yeah, go for it again. So, because I really like the director who's um, who's taking a crack at it. So, but, no, I don't think we need... But that being said, I'm not I'm not like um, obsessed with Roadhouse by any means. But I don't think we need another one. Just like we don't need another. Uh, it would be like I don't know, like um, remaking Point Break. You don't need another Point Break. So right. I don't know. I just I am not like a remake person. Um, I just think it's interesting that they are remaking it and that Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> is the lead. Like so random to me. Like not the like, Rock. So- yeah, to me that the only thing that can make me more interested in something that initially I think I don't want is the cast. Because like even like you talk about the uh the Quiet Place uh movie, um at the beginning we're like, "Oh, they're going to do a third one." I'm like, "Okay, I don't know if I want that." But then the more I heard about it, the more I started, "Oh, it's going back to day one." And then I started to look at what the cast was. And I'm pretty sure the guy who played Eddie from Stranger Things is going to be in it. Okay. And um, I think oh, there's someone else. I can't remember her name, but I was excited. That's all I remember. So I like. Do, do you feel the same? Like, it, does Jake Gyllenhaal get you excited enough? To excited like, well, enough no, to I'm be curious. like this? I'm curious. I'm curious. Right. You kind of like okay. I kind of want to. Because to up. me, like Patrick Swayze, such a powerhouse, so charismatic. Um, like very handsome. I just don't, he's not the same type of actor that Jake Gyllenhaal is like, especially in recent years, Jake Gyllenhaal has taken a lot more like art house indie movies. So for him to be like, no, now I'm doing roadhouse. It just seems so that is, weird. That, yeah. It seems as um, odd it, for him. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, just looking again at this list, I have not heard anything about this movie, but the poster makes me want to see it. Lisa Frankenstein. Oh yeah, Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it's about um, a girl who her her boyfriend dies and she reanimates him. I'm gonna love that. I'm not uh, even. Looks, I'm not being facetious. I think I'm gonna. It love look, it. No, it looks hilarious. It absolutely yeah. looks hilarious. Yeah. Um, and the young actor in that she um, she's been in a couple things that she's been very very good in. Um, so she's starting to kind of get a lot more roles. So it's it looks very good. Like, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be one of those wacky. Yeah, weird. It looks you, like you would love the still I saw. It looked like maybe it's like set in the 80s, maybe. Or like, yeah, oh yeah, I think it, I think it is. Like, I think it's yeah. like an 80s thing. And I'm going to love it. She, she needs a, she oh, needs like Lisa Frank. Wrong. I'm so dumb. Of course, it's going to be set in the 80s. It's like Lisa Frank, Lisa Frankenstein. Oh my gosh. Ding, ding, ding. That was, that was, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, we also have Sonic the Hedgehog 3. I never saw the second one. Loved the first one. 
Dune. Oh, are part- they doing another one? Yeah, they're doing another one. Dune <laughs> Part Two, which I know you're looking forward to. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, a so for I don't know the the girl from Mad Max, Furiosa. Furiosa. Um, there was some controversy because Charlize Theron was recast with. Yes, um, it's uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, who I love. I I love her. So I mean that it is kind of weird that they recast her, but she looks. They're probably playing. It's probably because she's playing a much younger version. I'm not sure. I imagine it was a. That's why I thought like it's kind of like a prequel yeah. kind of thing. But I, if I remember correctly, there was something early days as that movie came out that her and Tom Hardy didn't get along or on something. Set. There were some issues on set between the two of them. I don't think he's in. Obviously, like if it's a prequel, he wouldn't be in it because Matt, Mad Max or whatever his name is wouldn't be in it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if like that also contributed to it. Like there, there's just some bad blood between her and kind of the production side. I, yeah, I don't really know the story there. There's another Bad Boys movie coming out. Um, Craven the Hunter, which I think might be. That's coming. a Spider-Man villain. Okay. The yeah. Um, um, I don't know what they're doing with that, but yes. Um, we have another Omen movie coming. The first o- o- Omen. Again, I'm I'm kind of intrigued only because it's like, well, we're, if you're doing like prequely going back stuff, I find, especially for horror movies, that that can be quite effective. Like the I will further say, back you go. That is, you know, I was so hard and fast me like never remake. The only place where I'm like, yeah, you can remake is horror. I yeah. think that's a genre that lends itself well to reimagining. So I'm not like too worried about that. Yeah. It looks like I The agree. Beekeeper. Is this a sequel to Candyman? No. So The Beekeeper, um, Jason's, Jason Statham plays oh. an actual beekeeper. Oh. Who, he's like a retired hitman or whatever. And he has a beekeeper thing in the backyard. And he's really close with his elderly neighbor and someone kills her. And oh. so he, of course, is going to um, Takes action. take take action. Uh, and he, I guess he just is a beekeeper now. Calms him or something. But then, you know. He has to inflict revenge because I think I think I read a synopsis somewhere that it's like he he lives a lonely life and the only person who's ever been like really nice to him that he established the connection with is this elderly lady who then get like gets brutally murdered so he like loses it. Yeah, that checks out. That's so like, like yeah, it's really like on brand movie, right? for like, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a revenge film. Yeah, I realize that we probably want to go back to it, like to actually review some of the movies we reviewed. We this year, we but... like skipped over. Well, yeah, whatever. Twenty twenty three is what we were supposed to do first, and we got right into it. But that's fine. We can well, just, just real quick, um, the Ryan Gosling Fall Guy. I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. Yeah. Um, Argyle. Um, I think looks kind of funny. Madame Webb looks like a movie for you. Is this a superhero? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm very excited about this one. Madame Webb uh, is a big part of the Spider-Man universe. Um, she's actually plays a, I believe. If they Two Spider-Man movies this year, then. Uh, well. Because you said, didn't you say. I don't know uh, how much. Like, yes, but I don't know Hunter? how much Craven the Hunter is going to be connected to Spider-Man. Like, I feel like, because if it's his origin, he's going to be oh. out in the wilderness and not really around. Got so it. I think it's more like an origin thing. So, I, but I think like Madam Web will be very much connected to what's kind of going on with Spider Man right now. Um, so I'm I'm excited for it. I'm a little uncertain about the cast, but like some this, the younger the younger girls who play Spider Women look fine. But I'm 
I don't know, whatever, what's her name from Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Is playing Madam Web. She, that would have been my last choice <laughs> for anything like this. So I'm very confused. Well, give her a chance. I oh, guess. I will. I, I'm going to be there. Oh, I'll review it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think she's that phenomenal of an actress. No. <laughs> so we'll she's see. kind of awkward. Like, I know there's a lot of interviews and stuff with her that are really awkward and she's a very odd person, but I find her as an actor really, relatively awkward, um, which works for some, some smaller kind of weird artsy movies that she's done. But I just, I don't know. I, I find yeah, like Kenji carry kind of like a franchisee. I, again, I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have picked her. <laughs> yeah. Weird. I would like, that wouldn't have been someone I would have thought of. No, not for this kind of thing. All right. Well, that um, that kind of I mean, there's obviously other movies coming out in twenty. Well, the Planet those... of the Apes movie. Oh, um, I'm. And did I mention to... Deadpool three? Deadpool, Deadpool uh, three, which I'm really, really excited for. There's a lot of buzz around that movie. That's going to be the only Marvel movie we get this year. Everything else oh. has been pushed back to 2025. We got so. Twisters, which apparently is not a sequel, but in the Twister universe. Um. What? <laughs> you know the I, movie I, Twister? Never, I, oh, I know it's the movie Twister, of yeah, course. But one of my mom's favorite movies that I had to watch a million times growing up. Don't like I'm it. I'm pretty sure I watched it a million times too. Yeah, I liked what? it though. That was <laughs> but but it was definitely a parent thing. Like yeah, I think my parents really parents loved, loved that movie. it. Yeah, um, parents love Twister. We we know that. Yeah, Twisters plural is coming out. Okay, let's see here. We got Glenn Powell. He's in a lot lately, eh? He's kind of making a. He is he is the like oldest looking young person I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> just a comment about it. I'm sure he's lovely. It's I'm just true. saying he's like the oldest. He's like I he's in his like early 30s and he looks like he, he kind of reminds me a lot of um what's his name in the later well not he didn't live long enough to have a later part of his career, but a little bit when he was a little older. Um that that famous James Dean, who oh, was yeah. always very he was always very like wrinkly. <laughs> That's, a lot of time I really shouldn't be saying these things about Glenn Powell, but whatever, you can handle it. Um, yeah, he's, he's the oldest looking young young guy I've ever seen in my entire life. Daisy Edgar Jones, she played the girl in the woods, right? In that weird movie we had to watch for for the book club. Uh, Wasn't she oh. the one where where it was the, like where the oh, crawdads sing? Yeah, where she lived in the woods forever, yes, and I was like, yes, that That's was not her. believable. You don't look like you've lived in the yeah. woods. She's too beautiful. She's too clean. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> um and uh and everyone's favorite uh girl from Madden, Kieran Shipka. She's in a lot too. Good for her. All all grown up now. And in doing to oh yeah, this is interesting. I've never I have not seen this. I'm sure your uh, mom's Twister, gonna be so. overjoyed, just like my mom is. <laughs> I mean I'll I'll go see it. Wait. The director of Minari is doing this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going down the rabbit hole of this movie, Twisters. The guy who directed Minari is the director, which is like very strange. a thoughtful This is his money-making vehicle. winning <laughs> movie. Yeah, I guess so. Go make your money. I mean, he made a great Oscar movie. Good for him. But wow, that's... Um, 2024, the year of remakes, reboots, and sequels, just like has been for just like... like Every other uh, year. Five years. Uh, I, I am excited for the Planet of the Apes movie. I thought that new trilogy they did uh, back, you know, 
10-ish years ago was fantastic. I'm excited to see where they'll go there. So that like some of these remakes and, and stuff, like I am excited for, and I'm gonna, you know, like we've just talked about, we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. We'll go check them out. But there there's enough to be excited for yeah. to keep going to movies for one more year. Let's let's give it at least one more year. <laughs> one more year for the sake of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh well, yeah, screening and kicks them. We're on thin ice anyway. But let's give it let's give it one more year. Um, yes. Yeah, so in the in the final we'll circle back. minutes we have, let's circle back and talk about movies we saw in 2023. Let's recap a bit. Taylor, let's just continue along this positive train. Let's talk about our see it's. Is there anything okay. in particular about your see it's, all 13 of them, that you want to talk about? Um, I'm just looking at them and it's like, wow, I did go pretty easy <laughs> on some of these movies. Like Mafia Mama. I think I even said at the time, like, it's a see it, but we'll see how I feel at the end of the year. Mafia Mama probably deserves to be in the streaming category. One thing interesting, um, I put you, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, in the see it. But I put, um, you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah and stream it. And I remember even when I was reviewing it, I had said, I liked You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah better. Mm. So I think You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah should go up to the see it section. Retrospective ca- see it, yeah. Yes, just with the caveat being like it is a teen movie, whereas Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, I would say is more like ma, like you would watch it more with your mom. Like you could watch it with your mom, if that makes sense. Like My mm. Girl, it's kind of in like the My Girl vein of movies. Um... I Like Movies was a great movie. I had a lot of fun with Totally Killer, which was a real surprise. Bottoms was probably the most quote-unquote Taylor movie I saw this year. Um, The Holdovers was probably the best movie out of the bunch. Um, Yeah, I saw The the Pez Outlaw was a lot of fun. Um, So I don't don't have any regrets per se in terms of my CA category. I think there is some reshuffling that I would do in hindsight, but it seems pretty solid. Blackberry was a good movie. And of course, Barbie was in the see it, even though I didn't like love it, love it the way that everyone loved it. But just in terms of the, the quote unquote discourse, I, yeah. it was in the see it category. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Oh, I had May, December in my see it again, more, more so because of the discourse, not so much because I liked the movie. Um, Interesting. The, yeah. um, and I think I made that kind of clear when I reviewed it that I was like, is this a good movie? I don't know, <laughs> but I know. <laughs> I do remember you saying that, that you weren't <laughs> 100% sure about your feelings about the movie. Yeah. But I knew like, it's going to be the buzz, like during award season, another movie that kind of like flew under the radar. Like I totally, totally forgot about blood and gold, which was a German kind of like revenge action movie set during world war ii that movie was a lot of fun i stand by that mm-hmm. being a see it um it was quite a quite a good movie so yeah that yeah. was those are my see it's yeah and i think like for me you know looking at my seats i had 14 of them i i did sort of start to organize them uh in in order so i i mean there was a lot of interesting ones in here Um, So I'm just going to give you my order backwards. So starting at 14 down to one. Um, So my number 14 movie was 65. That was the kind of time travel-y sort of action-y movie with uh, Adam Driver. A big surprise 
of the year. Like I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Super Mario Brothers was kind of number 13. Um, really fun movie that I, again, I also wasn't expecting to like. Uh, kind of a fun summer movie. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I knew what I was getting there. Theater Camp, which which is a movie still that kind of shocks me how much I liked it. Um, they just did everything right. The attitude of theater people, the approach to it, they did everything right with that movie. It was really, really good. Uh, if you if you ever have a chance to watch Theater Camp, I actually think a lot of people would love the movie. Taylor, I think you would really enjoy it. It's cool. really, really funny. Um, then I also had Across the Spider-Verse, not as good as the, the first one, but still very good. Uh, Maestro, which surprised me. I didn't think with, with how I feel often about Bradley Cooper, I didn't think <laughs> I would put it in my see it's, but it's in here, Asteroid City. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. So right now I've got it kind of ranked number seven. Dungeons and Dragons was the movie that I that I had the hardest time putting movies over it because it was so much fun. I don't remember having as much fun watching a movie this year as I did at Dungeons and Dragons. Like I, I liked Barbie a little bit better just as a movie and overall, but Dungeons and Dragons for me was, if I were to give like an award, it was the most fun movie going experience. Like it was just hilarious. It reminded me of action, fun movies I liked from like the 80s and 90s as a kid. It was really, really well done. Um, then I've got Air at number six, Blackberry at number five, Cobweb at number four, which I think is the best horror movie of the year. Um, Taylor, you've got to check out Cobweb this year. Maybe put that on your Halloween watch 2024. Ooh, um, very spooky movie. I think you'd really enjoy it. Guardians Galaxy Volume 3, number three, I think it was the best superhero movie of the year. Then I put Oppenheimer at number two and Barbie at number one. I think I liked Barbie slightly more than everybody else did. And I liked Oppenheimer slightly less than everybody else did. But those two movies not only oh, it's gotta be different, box right, Mike? office. Yeah, a little bit. I gotta be a little, a little contrarian. <laughs> But I think I think for me, regardless of how you move the order around, I won't argue if people are like, well, Oppenheimer's number one and Barbie's number two. I wouldn't argue with that. Those two are kind of interchangeable to me. They ruled the box office for the summer. They ruled last year. Like Barbie and Oppenheimer, I think they were the best movies of the year. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Cobweb, Blackberry, Air, Dungeons and Dragons. Like they were all good just in different categories. Like the different types of movies I saw, they were all good for different reasons. Um, but yeah, Barbie and Oppenheimer, I, for me, it was hard to pass those two this year and Dungeons and Dragons. Like if anyone's just looking for a fun movie, action, adventure, fantasy, it's, it's laughs, it's fun. It's great for the family. I can't say enough about it. I think it's on Netflix, right? Or Amazon? It is. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. You can watch it on Netflix. It's a great, it's a great like movie night movie. It really is. So check it out. Very um, quick, I don't wanna... very quick side mic. Did you see yeah. the news that Amazon's increasing its prices? No. <laughs> or um, it's going to uh, have commercials. And if you don't want commercials, it's like $2.99 more a month. Well, you said it was going to happen. I expect that to continue to go up over, over the next little bit. Um, th th I don't want to talk too much about all our streamits. There's a lot of them. Taylor, are there any just stream it highlights you wanted to to point out aside from the one that you want to move up to a see it? Is there anything else in stream it that you're looking at differently? Um, I just I remember having a lot of fun with the murder mystery movies, um, especially because my grandma was the one who was like, "You should watch the murder mystery mo movie." Yeah. Um, Redfield was a little bit. I wanted to like it more than I did, so that was a little bit disappointing. Um. 
yeah, nothing, nothing major. Everything like now I'm looking at it. It's very middle of the line. Yeah. Like they're fine. A lot of my movies are too. There's a few of them though, that I'm like, I think I was being, I was in a good mood that day because there's a couple <laughs> movies where I'm like, well, the flash, maybe it's more of an airplane it. Um, but then there were movies that were surprised me. Grand Turismo was better than I thought. And it was a stream it. Um, the creator was better than I thought it was a stream it. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. I think a lot of people liked that more than I did, but it, I, I, honestly, it was the the length that killed it for me. That's what made it more of a stream it. Um, but I think, yeah, there were a couple films, Leave the World Behind, which I still think is a little weird, A Million Miles Away, the Hunger Games movie, where I'm like, ah, maybe they, they're a little bit lower for me. Um, quickly touching upon our airplane it's you only had three of them, Taylor. I had seven. Uh, any airplane it's that you're looking back now being like, well, maybe it was a little better than I thought or, or a little worse. Fingernails is like, to me, not an appropriate airplane it movie that I'm looking at it. But like, I don't know. I think I might have to be at the end of the day to skip it. It was one of those movies where I liked the first half of it so much. And then the second half, I'm like, what? So yeah. <laughs> like, what happened? Air- yeah. Airplane it, we often put movies in here that we're just not sure where to go with. Like Ant-Man, for me, like Ant-Man Quantumania is one of those films where I'm like, it's kind of the best of my airplanets, but it's not quite a stream it for me. Like it just didn't quite get there. Just Um, fingernails just doesn't feel like an airplanet to me. You know what I mean? Like like A Tourist Guide to Love and The Machine, those were two of my other two airplanets. Those feel like airplanet movies to me. So I don't know about fingernails. Everyone, go back and listen to my re- review if you're on the fence about it. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love it. Yeah, like I think that. Yeah, there there was a lot in here that I was so so on. Um, let's talk about our skippets though, because we we've got to name what we thought was the worst movie of the year. We both kind of went through and talked about ones that we thought were our favorites. But what were some of the worst? You had four skippets. I had eight. If you had to pick one or two out of there, what was the worst movie or two that you reviewed last year? We have a ghost. Did I even finish it? Like, if I did finish uh, I, it? I don't know. I don't remember if I finished it. And if I did, it was like a schlog. We have a ghost, hands down, worst movie of the year. My Best Friend's Exorcism, also a really horrible movie. And a huge disappointment because I really like the book. So those are probably my biggest skippets. I then added Xmas. Honestly, Xmas, like, could be an airplane. And it's like one of those movies where, like, I don't care. <laughs> Right, you know, right. Like, eh, whatever. No, like, no strong feelings either way. And then, like, another disappointment, The Nun 2. Yeah, me, that was a big Which is also on your skip it list. It is. And, I mean, it's. I don't think it was the worst movie of the year, especially because I, I sat down and I'm like, okay, there are two other horror movies, essentially, on this list uh, for me, which is The Pope's Exorcist and A Haunting in Venice. And both of those were worse than The Nun 2. So it wasn't the worst for me. Like, I think for me... On a Wing and a Prayer was probably the worst movie I reviewed this Name year. Name alone. Pope's Exorcist coming in number two. Yeah, that was oh, it's just an awful, awful, am- just an Amazon movie that I threw on because I needed to review something. I think it was one of those weeks where I reviewed it. Like I, I watched it and then when I got to go watch something else. It was. <laughs> like it was, it was I definitely bad. remember that. It sounds like the way you described it. You know how you used to, I think you can still do this, but like to a lesser extent. You know, you used to go to like Shopper's Drug Mart and there'd be like barrels of dvds oh yeah and they're just kind of like bargain <laughs> bargain barrel yeah. yeah it sounded like a bargain barrel shoppers drug mart dvd that you watched so that's where i got the idea of our movies from a hat well i know someone else said movies from a hat but like where i got the idea of like 
actually doing it was that idea of the bargain barrel. Because another a YouTube channel I used to watch used to do that before the pandemic. They'd pull out two random movies from the bargain barrel and review them. Um, and I thought that was kind of like a really cool idea to, to do that. So, yeah, I think in terms of these movies, even Bird Box, Barcelona, Heart of Stone, all these cocaine bear, these are not good movies. And uh, I'm I, I you stand behind them. your review. I said, oh, yeah, 100 percent. 100%. And I think On a Wing and a Prayer and The Pope's Exorcist were the worst two, with, without a doubt. Um, terrible, terrible movies. There you go. That's our look back at 2023. We've got a couple more movies to review from the year, and obviously we're going to be looking towards the Oscars and everything coming up in February, so we've got to do that. Um, yeah, but next week we've got some more movies to review from 2023, and then after that, I'm going to go check out Mean Girls, and of course, don't forget... Hopefully our website will be up and running by the time you listen to this, but go check out our movie club. Join us. Check that out. Uh, Taylor, we did it. Here we are, 2024. We survived. Let's get get rolling. One more year. Um, All right. Well, we're done. Go see some movies. (laughs) 